0: Hey guys, welcome to the special edition of The Rooted Podcast, where we are going to try to lovingly communicate the truths of the gospel to teenagers. So today's podcast is part of a four-part series where two longtime youth ministers and friends who have a great deal of trust and respect for one another have a conversation about sex and attempt to answer some tricky questions. So like I said, this is a four-part series. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, and I'd recommend you listening to them in order because they sort of build on one another. The voices that you'll hear are Cameron Cole, who has been a youth pastor in Birmingham, Alabama for 13 years. He's married and has four children. And Liz Edrington, who is a youth minister and counselor in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she and her golden retriever, Bo Diddley, live. So I hope these episodes are helpful. For more information about Rooted, please visit us at www.rootedministry.com.
1: Well, welcome to our fourth and final podcast on sex and sexuality. Um, This podcast, we're going to spend talking about some of the lies we hear from culture and um, what we do about it, how to confront them, and where there's half-truths that can be tempting. So one of the things we mentioned before is that we live in a sex-saturated culture where you can't turn anywhere without seeing images of these seemingly, quote-unquote, beautiful people in the way media has painted beauty. And um, the way people are sexualized all over, they're dehumanized, they're objectified, they're made into these sex objects uh, to be used for our own pleasure. And it's um, it's a real pity. It really makes humans out to be less than what God has created them to be. And so many of the lies that we see that are put through in culture and books and in movies and in magazines um, come from some of that dehumanizing relating. They don't honor the glory and dignity of humans as whole people, the way God made them to be. Uh, so, Cameron, what's one of the first uh, lies you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, you know, and just conceptually, you know, one thing I would say is that you know, there are some untruths that you sometimes can hear in the church about mm-hmm. sex, and there are yeah. some, un, some lies you can hear in the world about sex. That's and right. so, I think what you start to see is you start to see that the world tends to inflate the benefits of sex and it defle- deflates the risk and the consequence whereas the church tends to deflate the benefits of sex and inflate the risks and consequences. And so um, and so by that I mean you know in church you may not hear as much about how good and enjoyable sex is within marriage and you won't hear it talked about and such in such in a positive way but you probably hear a lot about the risk and about sexually transmitted diseases and teen pregnancy and and so a lot of fear can come in because people are just trying to scare kids out of sex which is just doesn't work and it's yeah. not helpful. The second, but the world wants to talk about sex like it is the greatest thing ever. It's
1: the pinnacle. It's the it, ultimate, yes.
2: Right. I mean, I think the uh, Take Me to Church song by Hozier is uh, is the best example of that. He, you know, he says he basically talks about sex with a woman like it's in a religion, in religious terminology, like it's heaven, And, like, that is just nonsense.
1: It is nonsense. And it's this weird tension, too, of, like, it's everything. It's this pinnacle, but it doesn't really matter that much, right? Like, it both, it really has the message of that doesn't permeate the rest of your life and how you relate to people and how you relate to your girlfriend. It's just this weird, disconnected, sacred thing. But it it actually is not the fullness of what God's made it to be when they're talking about it. Mm.
2: And then meanwhile, there's, like, no
1: consequence. That's right.
2: So, like, you know, if you're... If you're watching uh, Anchorman, which is kind of an older movie now, but, uh, you know, he, Ron Burgundy says to Veronica Corningstein, this is Will Ferrell to Christine Applegate, what if for a night uh, you be a woman, I'll be a man, just for a night, that's all. Mm-hmm. As if, you know, like, we're going to sleep together and then there's going to be no consequence after. And, like, and you see that in, on so many of the shows and movies that that you're watching, like New Girl. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like." Random hookups, sleep around, all this kind of stuff, and like, look, and they never show the reality of the consequences. Mm.
1: There's and not a, even, I mean, the good consequences, right? Like sex in marriage. Mm-hmm. There's meant to be consequences. There's meant to be connection, intention, and, and vulnerability, and intimacy, and maybe a baby and fun. You know, all these good things that not none of that is really shown either.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, so what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to go through some of the most prevalent lies that we see communicated to you. Um, or that we see communicated, you know, in, in the media and movies and uh, so on and so forth. So um, first, I'll I'll just start. The first one I would say is there's this idea, this notion, that it's scientifically unhealthy not to have sex. That like sexual suppression will damage you mm-hmm. or, mess you up or something. Um, yes, it'll it'll have bad psychological consequences, and you just need that physical release. And that is. I want to be nice and everything, but that is so freaking stupid. It's not even funny. I mean, there there is no scientific evidence that shows that uh, restraining from sexual activity is harmful. There's plenty of scientific evidence of sexual sexually transmitted diseases, <laughs> of um, of people, you know, their relationships being broken from sexual activity outside of sex. There's plenty of evidence of, of how difficult. Uh, you know, pregnancies outside of marriage are, mm. and so this idea that it's sexually unhealthy to not be having sex is not based in science, and it is it is a lie, and it is extremely stupid. Sorry, that's yeah. that's just I can't say it any other way.
1: Yeah, I agree. And there's also that there's only one way to express yourself as a sexual being, and that is to have sex. Is false, right? I'm I'm a woman. I'm a sexual being. I'm able to represent myself as a woman, which I think is very tied to sexuality. God gave me the parts he gave me because I was made to have that. And I represent myself as a woman in different ways, both in being um, – it's a question of what femininity looks like, not just in pretty things or beautiful, but in being strong and communicating and hospitality and things that are unique to who I, Liz, am as a woman that reflect God uniquely. Um, those It's not just that I – I'm not a woman because I'm not having sex. Culture would kind of say that without saying it.
2: Absolutely. So here's another one. Uh, Another one would be, um, you know, you just kind of need to practice. You know, you need to try it out. And especially, you know, before you get married, you want to see if you're sexually compatible. Mm, Yeah. And that is just not true. Um, It's just really not. Because – you know the reality is, and this is this was oh one of the most awkward moments of my okay. life, and I've had a lot of awkward moments No. But how how you know being I was in a Bible study in my twenties, and this man who was like in his late sixties, going into his seventies, talked about how the best season of sex that he and his wife had had were, was when in their late was in their late sixties,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was really really awkward. But that's just all to say it's I'm like. beautiful. Yeah, it's not like, uh, it's not like people get married and they start having sex and they like, 10 years in, they're like, you know what, we're not going to, this isn't going to work. Mm. Like, we're going to get divorced because.
1: Sex isn't great. The
2: sex isn't good. And we weren't sexually compatible to begin with. Like.
1: Mm -hmm. What is the goal of that? I mean, even – it's just – it sets sex up to be this thing it was never meant to be already. Perfection? We're supposed to have, like, mind-blowing, orgasmic, fantastic sex every time, and that's the epitome of what marriage is for? No. That's going to leave you high and dry every time. It's such a – it's so sad to put in a place it's not meant to be, and it can't hold that up. That – sex cannot be that for anyone because that's not what it was meant for. The deep connection, the intimacy, the vulnerability, the the beauty of two people representing knowing and being known by God – union and communion that's what it that's what sex is representing it's beautiful relationship with god to take it out of that context is to make it so much less than it was meant to be
2: absolutely and and then if we believe the lie like you know take me to church and hosier that it is the pinnacle of human experience then you will you will be disappointed because okay. uh, it's 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 a it's a good thing it's a nice thing mm. it is not it's not not every it's day. not going to solve all your problems uh-huh. and it's, it's not going to fix all your insecurities and so on and so forth yeah so. Yeah. So, yeah, how about you? Do you have another one?
1: Yeah, I think there's, you know, I'm a counselor again. I really, I talk about emotion a lot. Emotions really important. We're made with them. Um, but the way you feel is not meant to lead your life and your identity decisions and your sexual decisions. And the world, I think, really would say that your best life and that there's the most freedom and happiness by acting mainly on what you feel, whether that's in relation to your own gender, in relation to your own sexual attractions, or even in your relationship with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, that what you feel should be the main motivator. Just do what you feel. There's freedom Mm -hmm. there. And y'all, what you feel is important and super valuable. However, what you feel is also impacted by sin, because what you think and what you do is also impacted by sin. And it cannot be your guiding light. It can't be your North Star. That's going to let you down. Jesus is meant to be the bedrock for your life, and for how you relate to other people. And only the Lord through Christ can be your North Star. That can be what shows you what's actually good. His word is what shows you what's good, shows you what's true, shows you the beauty that God designed men and women to be different and equally valuable in His image, and that those differences are where connection happens, not in similarities, but in differences. That's a good thing. So we need to have Our identity is built on his truth in the word, not just on what we feel. That's just not freedom. That's going to change, y'all. I know your feelings change because mine change.
2: Yeah, I'm going to jump in with a couple of lies, one that guys believe and one that girls believe. Um, One is um, for guys, like if you're you're not really a man unless you've had sex. Hmm. And, you know, that's just just so silly. You know, I I think, you know, Christ, Jesus Christ— was the full representation of what it means to be a man. Jesus yeah. never had sex. Yeah, uh, he died a virgin. That's right. And um, and so with that being said, you know I think and and you know if, if 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 you are if you do have premarital sex and you come into marriage with that, you know there is there is grace and redemption in that. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you are a person who, um, you know who who commits to abstinence, you know that's a really that's a really precious offering. Um, an incredible offering an incredible, uh, demonstration of, of strength and commitment. This is just, very, it's very manual, manly, um, that, you know, to try to offer, um, a woman one day. Another one I would say is I, I think I, I hear from a lot of girls, this idea that if I sleep with my boyfriend, then that will solidify his commitment to me. Yeah. And let me tell you as a guy, that is so not true. That is so not true. I think a lot of girls, especially if they have a boyfriend going off to college, they think, okay, if we start having sex, then he's going to stay with me when he goes to college. Mm. And look, that is just not the way guys operate. Um, They, it will not solidify commitment from a guy to have sex with him. And in fact, it'll actually probably work to diminish his commitment. Mm. And so I, girls, I, I don't ever want you to be either deceived by the world or some guy. Um, uh, to think that uh, that sleeping with your boyfriend or sleeping with some guy is going to lead to a commitment—it it actually kind of works the opposite. The boys are the boys are different. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Boys are different.
1: Yeah, and then I would take it to the five years later where you know what, where you have messed up sexually and when you have had a porn addiction, whatever it is, that the right man for you is going to be able to enter into that place and bring redemption to that and healing and you'll deal with it together and there will be forgiveness and it will be tough, but that, um, you're not, you're not stained eternally, uh, -hmm. while you are and you're forgiven in Christ, but not, uh, it, this is not something where it's once and done. I had sex and now I might as well live a promiscuous life because I'm forever tainted. No, there's, we are all living this life one step at a time trusting Jesus with our, um, our sexuality and our dreams and our hopes. And we need his forgiveness greatly. Um, and he brings redemption there.
2: Yeah. And I, I think one more lie I would throw in that you hear from the church is the point of like sexual obedience is to enter into marriage of virgin.
1: That's right. That's and
2: and true. that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, that would be great if that happens. And if it does praise the Lord and we're really, really happy for you. But if you have that mentality, if you believe that lie, then what happens, like Liz said, is you sleep with someone. You sleep with your girlfriend. You sleep with your boyfriend, and consequent and and now oh, it's over. You know, it's over. The goal is unmet, so I may as well just sleep around because the whole point was to enter into marriage as virgin or not, and so it's 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 a failure. It's just it, the, the the point of life is to to grow as close to Jesus as possible, yeah. and to grow as close to other people as possible. And so when when we fall, we we enter into restoration and connection again, that relationship through repentance and through confession of sin and receiving God's infinite forgiveness for us. And so um, don't believe that uh, that promise ring uh, pledge card lie.
1: Yeah, it is a lie. Sad.
2: Well, closing uh, thoughts. um, I think the, the, the biggest thing I would want to communicate to you is just that honest reality of the, the basic message of Christianity that we are all, we are all fallen. Yeah. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin sexually. No matter you know, no matter who you are, um, it is just it's just a reality, and that's why Jesus came. If if God didn't know that we were going to mess up, then He wouldn't have sent His Son Jesus to die for our sins. And so, great God's grace abounds for you yeah. um, when you when you when you fail. Don't don't let shame rule over you. Mm-mm. Don't believe that lie. Know that, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And know that yeah. there
1: is no condemnation. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That it is finished. That you you can't clean it up yourself. That Jesus died for that. He paid the price. That it's over. Um, that there is hope and healing and wholeness for you in Christ. That is our hope. Absolutely.
2: I think the last thing I would say, and I'll probably let you talk about this more, is that. You you need to talk to people about yes, this kind of stuff, please. Um, if you are struggling with pornography, if you're struggling with same sex attraction, if you're struggling in your relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you had a bunch of random hookups, whatever it is, like don't don't suffer in silence. No. Like you need to talk to someone about it and just um, and let that come into the light because Satan wants you to keep it in darkness. Yes. Because in darkness the problems get worse, and in darkness. Um, you suffer unnecessarily, and and Christ doesn't want that for you. He, he wants you healed.
1: Amen and amen, truly, if there's abuse in your background, something that's been done to you that you're not sure about, any any part of this, we pray that you would have the courage to to bring it up to someone else and to get help for it that and that's actually a gift. Do you know that when you offer these places that are confusing, that you're suffering, that are weak, whatever they are, that you offer that to community. Um, as a gift and that's where you're loved uh, so we pray for healing for you there and that you you would offer that gift and courage
2: and thanks so much for sticking it out with us yes. I hope this was helpful and um let me say a quick prayer just to close this up more mm. god for whoever is listening to this uh, you know who they are you've known them since before the foundation of the world and we pray that you would bless their life lord yes, Jesus. pray that you would lead them in, um, in a positive direction uh, within your word, when it comes to sexuality, and Lord, I pray that we would all have great, great confidence in your grace. We'd all be drawn
0: close to you. I ask these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks. Bye, guys.
0: For more information on Gospel-Centered Youth Ministry, visit our website, www.rootedministry.com. Thank you to our friends at High Street Hymns for providing music for our podcast visit their website at www.highstreethyms.com.